On today's episode of the Homes Real Estate Podcast, we're talking about open houses. Do they work? Should you consider if you're selling your home? Stay tuned. Okay, hi everybody. I'm Peter Toring, joined as always. Chris Van Bell here today. And special guest with us. Tyler Edson. Who is also an agent with us here at Cobalt Banker. Good to have you, buddy. Yeah, and we are talking, as we've mentioned, open houses. Should you do them? Should you not? If you're a seller, we're going to talk about some of the good, some of the bad. I always tend to, uh, I've got a different perspective, but the, 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 Tyler, you've been in the open houses, in the trenches, especially these last couple of weeks with the market going off. Tell us just what you're seeing from a, from a seller's perspective here on, on buyer traffic, the, the effectiveness of what you're seeing here. Uh, the last couple I've done, I've had uh, probably about six, five or six people through, a couple, I mean, couples through that were looking, I'd say most, uh, probably in, out of that one or two were really interested in that house, mm. but like nothing serious that day. They wanted to schedule something later on and come so back. So were but, you able to set up a second showing on any of them so far? Uh, one of them we've been, I've been following up with and they haven't, you know, uh, been able to, been able to meet times with the wife. He wants to go with his wife. So yeah. So the, the, well, whenever I sit down with a seller, I always tell him, Hey, listen, I will do open houses at your request. They open, there's no doubt that open houses do market your home. They, they can sell houses, but the, statistically speaking, it's not necessarily the most effective marketing tool that a realtor has in their disposal. Well, quite honestly, it's better for the person holding the open house to get these, these people that we know are warm buyers or, or we have tire kickers and lookers, but somebody can follow up with that when they are interested with buying a house. You've already got that contact now. Now, and that being said, Ty brought up a good point of, well, maybe that this hasn't sold the house right away, but of that, how many are going to actually come back later on and, and still be interested in that house. So I think it is worth looking at. Yeah. So the so the stats, the numbers are 88% of people, and that's from 2015, so I'm sure it's higher than that now. People start their search online, and which would, you would think that would bode unfavorably to the open house, because if you're going you know, looking online, why do you need to go in person? But I think that we're seeing maybe that some of these people that are starting online, then they kind of take this, it used to be you went, you looked at open houses, and then you called your agent, and then you started, that kind of got you into the process. And I'm wondering now if there's an additional step that we've assumed it's online, then call your agent, and then start working. And maybe they're doing this middle step of, hey, I started looking online, now I'm going to go out and look at open houses. And maybe that buyer's ready, maybe they're not. But we've assumed that with the advent of, of all the uh, MLS sites that the open house is dead for a, from a buyer's perspective. From what I... I've seen being a newer agent, the uh, and from what I've heard, it seems like I would definitely say that the internet has killed open houses from what they used to be, um, and I feel like there's a lot more that come in that just kind of want to look and don't want to talk as much, don't want to, you know, sign up for anything, don't want to get information just to go on that, and they might end up coming back. I don't, I don't know. It's hard to follow up with those. Which, which brings up a great point of, I know that if I am not ready to buy, like if I go into to like to Best Buy and I'm not ready. I'm like looking at a new microphone or a new computer or whatever. And I'm not ready to buy. I know that I don't want to talk to sales associate. That's you know, true. Because I don't want to get sold anything. You know, we're assuming that the, the the realtor there is going to try and sell you that house. So all of those things tend to point, as well as some safety concerns, tend to point away from the open house to the seller. Um, you know, certainly it's the realtor's benefit, but you know, we're here ultimately to serve sellers. Okay, now 
not to get too derailed here, but we have a whole different approach now at an open house. Before it was put in the newspaper, maybe put it online when that started coming around. Um, but today we have a, a whole different approach from the pre-marketing, Facebook marketing, live videos, and how we handle it when people are coming in the door now. I mean, we're not looking over people's shoulder, seeing if we can get them to write a contract sitting there on the spot. Right. But I, I do think that even though those things have changed, there's still some value. I mean, number one, an open house doesn't cost the seller anything. Uh, the I mean, uh, there's also, there can be a, a, a negative to an open house, but there is still a, a positive element of marketing, especially too, if you have a house that shows well, or you're like say you're buried back in the neighborhood. Like if you're in Riverwoods, yeah, and you are, sub. and you're and you're like three thousand miles back into the subdivision, and no one has any idea that your house is for sale. And just having the open house signs can generate a, a, a good buzz and, and help your neighbors know that your house is for sale. I mean, it can still be an effective tool. Yeah, and I also think like because I I try to market out on Facebook and social media, and I think that uh, having that out there and just that shows people the house is for sale and they might not go to the open house event or see it there, but they might look at that and see where it's at and maybe follow up later on. You know, we talked about a new thing today in our coaching class, and it's not a new concept, but uh, go out and door knock prior to your open house and invite the neighbors in. Have that, let them know that there's a special time a half hour early. Mm -hmm. And that gets the neighbors in and out. It shows them that they're special, shows that you're a trusted advisor um, and it gives you some one-on-one -on -one time with the neighbors instead of having them eat up your your traffic time when, when you have yeah. potential buyers coming in from all around. So from a seller's perspective, it's kind of a shift. It's not that open houses are not valuable anymore. It's that they're valuable in a different way. It's not maybe you're not going to get a contract. Where, what's the stat? It's like 2% still of all houses are sold through open houses? Maybe 3 I looked three. it up, it was 2%. I looked yeah. it right for now. So yeah. now that being said, you know, 2% is still, that's still quite a few homes every year that are sold at an open house. Um, and we don't know if that stat does include homes that were sold to a buyer that came first through an open house. But Tyler brought up a great point with Facebook advertising, and Chris brought up one with, with your agent knocking the doors for you, uh, you know, or sending flyers or whatever that happens to be. Now you're not only opening this up to the, the people that open actually come through the open house, it's another marketing avenue right. that you may not have otherwise had. So it's not just simply that you're having the open house, it's even the marketing that you're doing for the open house that can be you know, positive uh, exposure for your particular listing. So if you're a seller and say, well, you know, maybe you're... Here's the other thing too. If your house is, we're seeing now that houses that are even a little bit overpriced are sitting on the market longer. Yeah. If your house is overpriced, especially though if it's overpriced but it shows well, an open house can be a great tool because no one knows the price when they come in to the open house. The vast majority of the times, I don't. Do you ask people where they're like where they found the house when you? I do. Okay. I do. I always have that on my phone. Is the so. what is the is is the vast majority of them? Do they find it online? Or are they finding it? The vast you know, majority of signs still okay. seems like in the, the signs. Ones. Yeah. Yeah. I've had the same thing. Find. I've had the exact same experience. These people are seeing the, the open house signs. They're saying it's not a lot of times it's not a pre-planned trip. Sometimes it is. They saw it on the on Zillow, but they saw those signs. They don't have any idea what this listing is priced at, and so it's a it's a good opportunity to get at a buyer that may not have come in, and especially if you know that you're priced a little bit high. Maybe you're trying to just fish the waters a little bit, but you'd be willing to accept some, something a little bit less. Maybe you're priced above. Let's say you're you're listed at three ninety. And you know they have a, a budget of three seventy five or three eighty or something, and it's they're never even going to look. They're going to set that.
parameter online at 380, and they're never going to see your listings. This is a good way to get them in. And, and signs, we can't say enough. Signs are important, and they, and they continue to lead to more traffic through the home. Mm -hmm. You're creating excitement. You're creating a way into the home. Um, you can't put out too many signs, quite honestly. And I think you've you've read some podcasts or vodcasts well, on that. I've done it. I and mean, you I, do it yourself. Yeah. So I do, I do some open houses. I don't do as many as I used to. We, we may relook at that, but we always ran 30 to 40 signs, and the traffic that we saw on those was significantly more, and the benefit to the seller is more. Yeah, but also with your Facebook marketing, we mm -hmm. did right, at the, right out of the gate when we first started doing the Facebook marketing with open houses, you found out at least you'd have... 25 to 50% increase mm -hmm. just because of the exposure. It may not be those people, but it could be somebody talking to somebody else yes. saying, hey, you know, I, I saw this open house. What do you think? And you'd still get some traffic. And that's what I've told my sellers is the benefit of an open house to them is number one, obviously you do have a, a small chance that you'll sell right there, but it's neighbor came in and saw it. Neighbor told neighbor's friend, Friend tells their friend, and that friend buys the house. So the it's an indirect marketing. And is it the most effective marketing? No, but it's something that should at least be in every seller's toolbox, especially, like I said, on an overpriced, maybe a listing that's gone a little bit stale, maybe a couple too many days on the market here, which is, I mean, that's happening in, in our market right now. Um, now, I think another good way to, another good thing about it is for feedback, too, because then mm -hmm. you get instant feedback from multiple people, and you're not relying, and... Especially if it's like we work at the same office, so you know I'm going to give you honest feedback on your house or your house from people that came through, not just a, you know, generic feedback on the through the showing time. That's actually a great point. We have we talk to other agents for feedback. We're not allowed to reach out directly to buyers, and so we rely on agents to give us feedback. Well, like for example, me this morning, I showed seven or eight houses this morning, and I've got a hundred other things I've got to do this afternoon. The, the likelihood that I'm going to give a detailed feedback on your house is unlikely unless their agent dogs me and calls me up and says, hey, you know, what'd you think? Well, see, um, I'm the opposite on that. Feedback is another thing we could probably do a whole other podcast on, but I think it's valuable. I think it's part of my day, and I make time to make sure I fill out every feedback I get. Yeah. Because I want I want the same thing on my listings. Right. And Chris is, Chris is conscientious. Unfortunately, there's a lot of, of agents, especially now that we have a, a, a new market that supports it. We do have uh, you know a lot of agents that are not as, as conscientious and not looking as much. So it is that's a great point. It's a great way to get feedback directly and to get unbiased <coughs> feedback. Uh I know that sometimes buyers will not, they're not going to, to maybe bring the same points to their agent that they might, because sometimes too, if a buyer is, is on a specific mission, this house just might not be a good fit for them. Whereas if you're on an open house, you're on a little bit more of a general search, you haven't narrowed down exactly what you want yet, and it might be a, a better time to insight, and also they're not going to know the exact market. A lot of times, a knee-jerk reaction on, on, especially on price, is important for you know if a buyer walks in and says, "Hey, it's listed at this." Oh man, I, I thought it would be listed way higher, or I thought it should be listed way lower. Well, the, and that's part of the open house prep too. Bring information, bring the market stats, mm -hmm. bring houses that are maybe a little bit lower, or even possibly a little bit higher. But you're not going to really see anybody try to um, buy houses in a much higher range in many cases. Right. Uh, I like the ten percent below what your open house is at, it, make sure you have documents, be prepared. Right, and so this is, which is honestly another reason to make sure that you're doing your research on the agent that you're hiring. 
there's a lot of agents that just show up. You'll have, you know, hey, I've got a flyer, and I have, I don't know the neighborhood, I don't know this or this. If you're having somebody, and whether it's your listing agent or it's another agent that they work with, we do this very frequently where uh, agents will hold each other's houses open, not only because sometimes it's good to have a, an additional pair of eyes on it, someone else who can give you additional feedback, um, but also too, if I'm if I've held a seller's house open three times, you know, three weeks from, I might want to hold somebody else, you know, something else open. Um, but making sure that you have an agent that's prepared, that knows your neighborhood, that knows your home, knows all the features, and, and is able to actually sell that. Well, so. and what kind of brought me there was, I recall I, I had a showing one day, and there was one open house sign, and you know, an open house rider on, on the sign right in front of the house. And that was the only thing leading up to it. Mm-hmm. I had to knock on a locked door, and there was an agent, not with Coldwell Banker, that was sitting in there eating a sandwich at the island. And I'm like, what's going on? And that's, you know, why we're passionate about this stuff, mm-hmm. talking to our agents and then talking to our sellers about some of the things that could go on. Yeah, and and that's to the... Uh, like I said, among the, the, uh, the bunch of benefits here, too, are... So... The, uh, in addition to being prepared too, I think that the another benefit is you're when you're actually in person in a home, and I've got the opportunity to. I mean, I we sell houses for a living, at least on the listing side. That's what we do. It's one of my jobs is to be a good salesman, quote unquote. And when when I've got the opportunity with a potential buyer for your home, to actually talk to them face to face, when I'm Facebook marketing, I have got maybe a quarter of a second to snag somebody on a, and I'm counting on a flashy headline. I'm you know I'm counting on great graphics, which we, which work, uh, but I still think that there's an added bonus of actually being face-to-face with someone, being able to actually sell them on the features of that house. The vast majority of buyer's agents, and I'm like this as a buyer's agent as well, when I'm bringing a, a seller into, or buyer into your home, I'm actually not trying to sell that house. I'm trying to find the right home for my buyer. I'm not just out commission hunting and saying, well, this is the greatest house in the world. Let's write that contract now. Right. So if I'm a listing agent here, it is my job to try and sell your house. That's so I'm going to actually counteract what those buyers agents are doing, uh, and it's you know it's it's nice to have somebody in there that's actually actively selling your house. Oh, 100%. Um, now on the flip side of this, and this is why I didn't want to jump into this too early, but there are a lot of downsides. Number one, you have no idea who's coming through your house. Um, you have no idea if they're a qualified buyer. You have no idea how if they are remotely interested in buying your house. Um, there are some safety concerns. We don't know if they're there trying to case your house. We can't. I normally don't follow buyers around to it. I try and give them a little bit of space while still maintaining some watchfulness. But if you have a busy open house, you have fifty people in the house. You can't watch everybody. Yeah, it's pretty tough. Um... Did, did you not just have an open house where we've had a few buyers going through? I think so. Yeah. And you probably had a hard time. It was a few weeks ago. And that's why we talked about having lenders and stuff there to help. Mm-hmm. That's and, a good uh, thing. Eyes. Yes. Have an extra set of eyes. For me, my wife helps me out, and, and people tend to like uh, talking to her anyways. So she keeps extra sets of eyes on somebody, makes sure people sign in. She's not a licensed agent, so there's only so much she can do, um, but helps people sign in. You know, welcomes them to the house. So it's yeah. always good to have a second pair of eyes there if you're a seller that's potentially planning on doing an open house. I know when I first started doing it, like, I think it was you telling me, like, go through the house, make sure. And I did this, I think, on one of my first ones, is go through the house, make sure there's nothing valuable laying out, make sure there's nothing, you know, too bad. Just, just make sure before anybody starts walking through and you can't watch them. And the very first house I showed when I went in there, went in the bedroom, and there's all this foreign currency just laying across the 
the bedroom dresser. And I yeah. was like, oh. So I just kind of put it in the dresser drawer and told him, hey, you know, you don't want to leave that out because I could have been watching somebody else in a different room and somebody went in there and I would have never known. Right, and that's so. the, the the importance for your, as a seller, prepping your house for an open house. Number one, we always say that, and we've said this a million times, that odors kill sales. Um, the making sure that your house is cleaned up, making sure that we've got uh, clear pathways of where, you know, your furniture is not arranged so that no one can walk into the living room. Uh, you, you have anything that is super notable, maybe marked. Uh, and then also that we've, I always say, cash, guns, pills. are the cash, guns, pills. Make sure those things are put away. Make sure things are secured. Um, I have, I've had people that have, uh, you know, they lock a bedroom, which I don't really like. But, you know, if you can take things out of the house or you can, uh, you, know, you know, at least hide them away in a closet... Uh, but one of the questions I'm asked is, are people going to look in my closets? Are they going to... Yeah. Yes. I mean, one of the most important things for, for folks is how big the closets are. Uh, whether it's right or not, they're going to look in your drawers. They're going to look in, um, like, any any drawer in a kitchen, any drawer in a bathroom. Mm-hmm. That's not off limits. They want to see what they look like and what condition they're in or what they can fit in there themselves. But we try to keep them away from dresser drawers. Yeah, so my general idea on this would be if you're going to hold an open house as a seller, they can be beneficial. Normally, I believe it's an indirect benefit, but make sure that you're prepared, make sure that you have a good agent, as always, uh, and make sure that you're aware of the risks. Cool. Any last thoughts about open houses here, guys? I guess I just want to say, too, when you were talking about having a buyer's agent there, and that I think it's also beneficial to think of the fact that other open houses are helping attract buyers for the company and that it might bring a... A buy, they might bring a buyer for your home, and it's just kind of an indirect way of. If you're only open house, you know, open houses are well for everybody. I mm-hmm. think in the end, I'm just what I'm trying to say. Yeah, the the Tyler's saying if, if there's multiple open houses in the neighborhood, your house being open can be a a last minute stop, you know, pit stop for maybe someone that wasn't originally interested in looking at your home, uh, but was interested in another home in the neighborhood. They see your open house sign. Hey, let's stop in real quick, which is again another you know indirect benefit of having. You know the storefront open, so to speak. Absolutely. So, all right, guys. So uh, make sure and subscribe. We're on SoundCloud, Stitcher, YouTube now. Uh, at least most of the stuff's on YouTube, uh, iTunes, Google Play. Follow me on Facebook at facebook.com/slash/homemacom. Chris Van Bellis, Chris Van Bell Realtor, and Tyler. Where can they find you on the interwebs? Uh, Tyler uh, W. Inson, Realtor. Tyler uh, Baker on Facebook. Um, that's all I have right now. Cool. All right, thanks so much, guys. We will see you next time. Take care.